Hey everybody, welcome to Strange Tales from Outer Space! <laughs> yeah, so, we are a Wildstar podcast. I like the overdramatic. Everyone, who the fuck said that? My name is Doc. Uh, you can find me on the Warbringer server. It's a PvP exclusive server on Wildstar. And with me, I have two awesome coasts. Indigo. Yes, sir, that would be me. And Krug. That's me. So, if you're wondering who we are, because they're names you've never heard before, no, we're not from an exclusive uh, PV PvE guild or PvP guild. We're simply players who've played this game at various states before launch, and got massive hard-ons, and said, we need to fucking talk about this stuff. As for me, my name is Doc, I have been playing MMOs for God knows when. I actually, my, my father got us into EverQuest Beta. Played the shit out of that game for years. Hopped on to World of Warcraft, loved that for a number of years. Tried a bunch of Korean MMOs. And nothing really hit me. I stayed with League of Legends for a good long while. And by fate, I ended up, my brother ended up finding me about Wildstar early on in development. And recently, I met Indigo at WonderCon and he was like, you play Wildstar? I'm like, yeah, no, it's fucking awesome, right? And he's like, we should totally play together. And we do. Uh, I kind of blew past everybody. We'll talk about that in a little bit. And uh, here we are. So, Indigo, introduce yourself, man. Uh, well, yeah, you said it right. I'm Indigo, and uh, I'm also on the Warbringer server, uh, not a part of uh, an exclusive guild. In fact, I wanted to point out that we are more than happy to invite more and more people. So if you want to join us, hit me up. I'm Indigo Jones. Um, so, yeah, I'll go back in my history. I started with EverQuest, and by I started with EverQuest, I mean my mom bought me the box for Christmas and didn't know that it was a <laughs> monthly fee. <laughs> And so I never played EverQuest. So uh, I, I had EverQuest, but my first MMO was WoW. I played WoW for a while, got into Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2, and then I moved over to Aeon. And I, I mean, I was I was all over the place. And then I saw uh, Wildstar, and I saw a bunch of footage, and I stopped thinking about anything else, and I have been stuck on Wildstar ever since. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's me in a nutshell. Nice. And last but not least, because... Never likes to be the, no one likes to be the odd man out. We have Krug. Yes, I'm definitely not least. And uh, hey, uh, Indigo, who's the one that uh, showed you Wildstar? Just just so we can get that on the record. I want to say it was you. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there so you you're go. to blame for all this yep. bullshit. Yep, yep, you're welcome. Uh, so yeah, Krug, that's my character name, also on the Warbringer server, uh, a part of the same guild as the other two. Uh, my you should probably experience... say the name of the guild. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we are Crit Happens, so uh, if you would like to be a part of us, uh, we're we're on Warbringer and we're called Crit Happens. Good times. Okay, shameless plugging over. Uh, <laughs> oh, there'll be plenty of it throughout the entirety of this show. <laughs> shameless plugging over for this ten minutes. Uh, so yeah, my MMO experience is uh, kind of um, non-existent. This is my first MMO. Really? Uh, yeah, 100% first M. Actually, that's a lie. I played the uh, free trial of World of Warcraft with uh, Indigo for maybe like 30 minutes or something and then i was like i don't like this and i stopped and i went back to playing my other games we'll have to uh, get into that a little later not not yeah. now but eventually because i'm really curious as to how you jumped in then jumped out but continue sorry i mean interrupt no, no no worries uh so yeah that was it uh normally i play like uh facebook games and uh like games on my phone uh that's no, not true i don't i don't like those things uh mostly i play fps and that's kind of what got me into wildstar it's kind of more like action twitch based and and it's it's right up my alley and and then obviously like the storyline that comes with it 
really interesting. Uh, so yeah, definitely huge hard-on for this game. Uh, it's really great. Uh, I also love add-ons. That's something we can talk about a little <laughs> bit later, too. Oh yeah, we I just introduced uh, Krug and Indigo to an add-on that I'm thoroughly enjoyed to wait and see him play once it's out of the beta phase, because I'm a lazy asshole, and I want things done for me. And yeah. then I'll play them. Literally two minutes before we started recording, he uh, pointed this add-on out to us, and I went on the website, and I'm currently in the process of downloading it. So, <laughs> wow. Awesome. So here's what's going on, guys. Uh, everyone's waiting for unbated breath. Not everybody reads about it that much. I have no life. I might as well write down notes for it. Strain Ultra Drop is happening. When you get this podcast, when we finally upload it, it'll either already be up or it'll have has have been up for a while. And it is exciting, and it brings up some really cool stuff and interesting possibilities for the future of content Wildstar. For those that don't know, Strain has two brand new zones. Blighthaven, which is a world story continuation from Drusera, and spoilers, the entity in the Strain, and also Northern Wastes. Have you guys had a chance to read about anything on, on Ultra Drop, or just besides that, or what? Krug, you want to start it off? Wow, good job. Uh, yeah, I uh, I actually watched uh, a podcast today. Uh, and by watched a podcast, I mean uh, listened to a uh, podcast on uh, specifically uh, the uh, Northern Wilds. And they were talking about uh, specifically how it's not going to be a uh, world story area. It's just going to be like for dailies, just like uh, the current level 50 daily zone. What's that called? Crimson Battle or Crimson Crim- Battlelands, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's inter- uh, sorry, what's interesting about it is Crimson Battlelands is a continuation of the story from Crimson Isle on the Dominion side. Northern Wilds is doing this. Northern Wastes is doing the same thing with Northern Wilds, which is a level three exile zone. Oh right, it's Northern Wastes, not Northern Wilds. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was that was great. And then they they talked about kind of the layout of the area for a while and how it's like quests progress towards the center of the map and then as you know as the two sides get closer and closer and the quest zones get closer and closer it kind of gets more tense and and how the devs are really excited about how that's going to like affect the gameplay and and like how that center area is going to be kind of like the hub of war and you'll have like people doing quests kind of behind them and then as they get closer and closer they're kind of be forced into like either fighting each other or making peace i've i've been in a couple of pvp areas where i've kind of not had any problems with the exiles uh, and it's kind of adorable, but 90% of the time we end up killing each other. Oh man, since we're on Warbringer, it's going to be insane. I already love some of the PvP stuff in Crimson Battle or Crimson Battlelands, so this is going to be interesting for me. So this is the first time I've actually heard about the quest starting from the exterior and moving to the interior, and mm-hmm. how it's going to be moving closer and closer to battling each other. Now I see how great that works on a PvP server, but I, it's really difficult for me to see that their their image of that really working in a PVE realm. You know, you're well, just you can, questing at that point. In a PVE realm, you can still mark yourself for PvP temporarily. That was a dog. Uh, That's in, our fourth member of our podcast, by the way. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it, it's still possible to get that kind of like conflict. It's just you can opt to be out of it on a PVE server. And it's it's not bad. I mean, in other games, if that happened, it's a different kind of PVP in the sense that everyone's fighting for the same resources and the same uh, mobs. Since all you gotta do is tag something in WildStar enough, you'll get credit for the kill. Maybe not as much, but you will. It does alleviate some of the pressure. But even if you're on a PVE server, it's gotta be interesting just for a little while to see what happens when you flag yourself. Hell, on Warbringer, initially I didn't want to be on PvP server because I like PvE content, I'm a lore hound, and these guys are like, dude, we should totally try it. And I think, I didn't I bitch a little bit in the beginning? 
Yes. I'm like, fuck yes. this shit, I'm getting ganked a lot. But then again, yes. I yes. was a I, much higher level than you guys were. Yep. I want to say that you actually quit and left and made an alt on another server, and then was like, oh, okay, guys, I'm back. Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally raised it on that so badly. And he's like, and Indigo had a perfect point. He's like, look, you've already spent X amount of time getting to level 35. We're not even close to you. But you really want to reroll again this early into the game? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, we've all rerolled. We all have alts already. I mean, but there's a difference with, like, rerolling because you're, like, pissed off because you're getting ganked and rerolling because, hey, you know what? I would really like to try healing, and a stalker can't do that, so let's try that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that that was kind of my, my thought process behind it was, like, come on. You can wait a little while for us to catch up, and then we'll play together, which you, you did not do. I believe you just continued. I just kept going. Going. I sucked yeah, you... it up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? It's, it's it's a valid point, and also wanted to rub the fact into our friend Sam. Sam was born a nerd. I'm calling you out for not getting the fucking game already. Uh, he still hasn't gotten it. No, no. he still hasn't gotten it. Every, until hey, he gets on, one, uh-huh. he doesn't have a computer that can handle it. I call oh, it bullshit really? on that because his no, computer no, no. handled WoW just fine. No, no, I can't. <laughs> uh, well, until he finally gets his game, every podcast I will remind him and call his ass out. And if anybody listens to the podcast, knows or finds him, feel free to, to jovially poke him in the ribs. Like Somebody will post yeah. his contact information. Or his podcast called Nerd Sendence. Find Nerd Sendence, call him out, buy the fucking game. That would be the next shameless plug, by the way. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, going well, back well, on thank, track there. Thank you very much for pointing all of the shameless plugs out, Karug. It Every will happen. Time. It's going <laughs> to happen. So yeah, Northern Wa- Northern Waste, I should say. Uh, it, it's kind of a daily zone. It has its own little story related to the Exile Dominion conflict. It's a continuation of Northern Wilds where it was Exiles carving out themselves a piece and Dominion coming in and getting their asses stomped. So that's pretty cool. And you have Blyhaven's world story, which they hinted at in Wildstar Weekly and the Nexus Drops. But uh, other than that, there is a ton of other crap in the Strange Drop. You have, if you love housing and you love costumes and you love purple and you love Prince and H.R. Geiger, <laughs> you're going to just bust your nut on this stuff. It's insane. Have you seen the website? Yeah, it's it's crazy purple. <laughs> yeah, and I honestly, like, I can't imagine myself using any of this stuff on my house. Like, it's so, like design specific all the the housing items at least the ones that i've seen i mean they could be releasing more but all the ones that i've seen from the strain ultra drop have been like this disgusting little pile of purple stuff and like this little tiny eyeball that's purple and gooey and gross and i, I don't want that on my housing plot that's gross so. <laughs> see i i i think it's kind of cool if you had a new if you had like a, a seasonal thing if you're uh if, if you're a seasonal kind of if you love your uh, house as well especially mm-hmm. when you get to the world events that could be happening for holidays you could totally do your house up in a strange haunted house for Halloween. And come on, crew, you true. you have a full med center built up in, in your house. How cool would it be to have some like nasty gooey stuff just like flying out from the walls? Like that's pretty cool. That'd be awesome. Surgery full disclosure. As I was finishing that sentence, I realized how cool it would be to have, like, a quarantined area where it's like, this is where all the disease is coming from, and we're researching how to cure it. You could turn your <laughs> house do that. into, like, a mini strain zone and have challenges with, like, strain decoration on it. How awesome would that be? Yeah, I think that's going to happen now. See? Just, See, I already changed your mind. He's already yep. a believer. 
Yep. Granted, we may not always have the game in the brightest of lights, but there's some kind of cool stuff happening, and I despise the purple in, in here. I, when I got to Grim Vault, I wanted to turn right back around and grind out in Malgrave, because I love the desert Wild Westy stuff, and the music just captured it. Grim Vault, I just saw so much purple, I, I, I zoned out on it. Sure. Well, and it's like, it's hard to get new zones. Like, okay, you want like a desert zone, you got it. You, got, you want a like icy zone, you got it. You want a forest zone, you got it. And then like, eventually you run out of like themes. Like, yeah. okay, you can go to the moon. That was a great idea. I love that. Oh, That's a great news. Farside. Yeah, Farside. I'm is calling one. Farside best zone of the game, in my opinion. Oh, 100% right now. 100% best zone in the game. But like, at some point, they're going to, they want to do an ultra drop per month. They have 12 like is each of the are each of those gonna have a zone so you're gonna have 12 new zones but like how are you gonna make them unique i think the the like kind of infected like purpley gooey stuff is a great way to kind of get a unique zone out of the lore instead of just going with like a biome that exists in the world currently you know yeah well and if you think about it like a lot of their their world deals with this infest infestation and also deals with the undead a tremendous amount so I can definitely see the game going in this significantly darker direction and so yeah purples and colors and dyes uh, you know that's just not us we're not hitting that but the market as a whole I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of people that are just super psyched about getting purple I'll be super excited when I can finally get the black dye because that's what's killing me. <laughs> I've been trying to buy the white dye from the auction house for maybe a good week. Uh, first of all, people are averaging like 75 gold to two plat for it, which is really annoying. Holy On Warbringer? Yeah. Wow, it's that's impressive. ridiculous for the white dye. Like it's it's insane because no one has it. I haven't seen it once on the auction house, and I've I it's it's very frustrating. I, I got lucky. My favorite color is blue, and I like the scourge blue. But I've gotten almost all my blue dyes pretty early on in the game, and my scientist looks pretty badass. I have the <laughs> Exile blue dye, by the way, which I just got today, oh, if, you, if you would if like you, it. I, I possibly might. I might have to throw you a few bones that way for that one. But That'd even then, awesome. outside of housing and costumes, new strain mount, strain, 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 the hoverboard, and the gigantic Sarlacc pit. Not excited about the hoverboard, super excited about the Sarlacc pit. Oh, yeah. Okay, I haven't heard about the Sarlacc pit. Can you explain the Sarlacc pit? They teased it a little bit in the Strain Drop and in a few other videos. It's a it's a plug for your house, and it looks like the Sarlacc pit just full of purple and eyeballs and evil and awesome. It's the best way to describe it. I, there might be a challenge with it. It'd be pretty cool if there was, how they would do it. Uh, I, I can definitely see like your little nods to Star Wars and everything. And even then, if you don't like the Strain Mount, check out they actually had it uh they actually had it they actually added a little bit on mount customization there's some strain mount customization and potentially a strain mount Ooh, interesting yeah so there's plenty of stuff for that now now the hoverboard itself is that a is that a normal hoverboard that has strain accessories or is that going to be a strain specific like hoverboard i personally couldn't find anything it looks like it might be i, I want to say mount accessories because it looks pretty tricked out uh, they might have a strain hoverboard as a base model eventually, mm -hmm. or at least with the patch. From mm -hmm. what I'm assuming, and because this is a podcast, it's all opinions and assumptions, I could be totally wrong, and you guys can totally call me out on that one. Yeah, I mean, I watched the uh, I watched the Wildstar Weekly and the Nexus Report, and uh, I definitely saw the mount because they're showing it off. I I could not tell if it was a mount specific. Not, uh, not super excited. It's I don't like re really big bulky mounts at all. So it's kind of meh. 
in my opinion, but uh, I'll stick with my uh, pink uh, hoverboard. Wait, you don't like big bulky things in your MMO because we didn't we just come from a game that excelled in big bulky things? No, no, and no, a new no, game no. made from a guy that designed big bulky things. Well, first of all, if if my if my lizard guy could uh, if my lizard guy could uh, uh, go over water, uh, he would be the mount I was on the entire oh, yeah. time. It, the issue is is more that it it just looks awkward. It just looks awkwardly big. You know what I mean? Not like I can see that. The lizard has the lizard, and then it's got its mount pieces, which uh, I've been slowly gathering because I'm an explorer, and I've been going around like crazy trying to get the little mount pieces that I gain on the lizard. But uh, I don't know. What's your guys' opinion? Coming from, like, I think the rest of the community, that not the rest of the community, but the portion you of the community. You speak for everyone. I speak for the rest of everyone except for you. Don't get used to that. Because I uh, am the 1%. I am 50 right now. <laughs> uh, I think the reason that people, uh, one of the reasons people enjoy large mounts is because it kind of draws your eye towards it. So, for example, if you have a really small hoverboard and you put little pieces on it and they're kind of subtle and you won't really notice the difference between that hoverboard and someone else's hoverboard. But if you have a hoverboard with this giant, huge fang piece coming out the front and like teeth or whatever, like the strain hoverboard's supposed to look like, uh, it's really noticeable. I, you can really like Oh, snap. something like that and I, the first thing i think of when i say that is you know everyone's gonna have it so how is it unique but at some point in the game there'll be enough of those for each player to have a unique unique ish looking hoverboard it looks like the hoverboard and the costume the strain costume aren't going to be immediately accessible you have to work your way towards it which is thankfully how they approve how they go through a lot of the big content stuff in wildstar and i'm totally cool with it we are an mmo so everyone wants the look at me, look at me. I have awesome shit, and you don't. Suck. Yeah, yep, yeah, I, pretty I, much. I get that. So from what I I saw on the uh, the report, I believe it was Wildstar Weekly. They're actually saying that the mount itself is going to be rep specific. So you're going to actually oh. have to hit get all the stuff and do do dailies and try to do it that way so you're not going to see a massive influx of them right away at least i mean it right. i i remember starting off and playing and there was like one or two people with hoverboards and we're like oh that's so awesome and then about like <laughs> about a week or a week and a half into it, it was like well mm, there isn't anyone that's not on a hoverboard so normal mounts became way more cooler because it's like well everyone yeah. has a hoverboard i don't want to i don't want to run around like everyone else and about a year from now it's going to change the pink hoverboard is going to be a little more cool and, and show offy uh but even then the, the one big thing that the strain ultra drop is not including and they hinted at it in this ultra drop was sabotage Oh, I'm telling y'all, it's sabotage. I'm a big BC Boys fan, and they already <laughs> punned the shit out of that in there, and I felt bad because I wanted to pun it too. I I am so excited. I, I'm I'm a big PvP player. I love. First of all, never played PvP in any other MMO uh, until this until this, and uh, I have been so enthralled with PvP. I am obsessed. Even though I know that the uh, PvP gear sucks and it's not a good thing to have. And there's some issues too right now too, balance wise with it. Y yeah, I have been obsessed with going in and getting enough uh, of credit to be able to turn around and buy my next. Um, uh, uh, PvP piece of gear. I, I just love the way it looks. I love running around killing people or getting killed. I don't really care. Uh, I, I'm, I have such a blast doing it. And here's where I'm going to eat my PvP crow because I did have my bitch fest and I did rage quit for like a, an hour period. Uh, when you guys <laughs> finally told me how much fun was PvP, I played a few of my on, uh, on dock and I went, oh my god, this is awesome. 
I gotta play more. So I'm actually currently rolling a Stalker Soldier to get to kind of find tips and tricks of how to level exclusively through PvP, like without ex with the exception of like maybe uh, map farming or uh, node farming or path 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 farming. So hopefully in the future I can maybe talk about that a little more with you guys. I, I'm going to tell you with my experience, I, I don't have a tremendous amount of experience doing it, but I can tell you now that you're going to have a major gold. Uh, 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 what? Do you, how do you say it? Uh, you're not going to have nearly enough gold to be able to level. It's it's one of the big issues I know that they pointed out and they've talked about that you can like they, they claim that you can level just off of PVP, but you're sitting there after every single round, you have to repair your gear after every single round, you know, or every couple rounds, you're going to level up. And after you level up, you're going to sit there and want to buy the new abilities. And you know what? Mm, nope, not enough gold. It's either have broken ass gear or have uh, or buy your abilities. So it, it's kind of sucks. What I've been well, doing right now. Well, have the benefit oh, of having a guild behind you, so you can like just say, "Hey guys, I need money to repair my gear. You guys got any money?" And we'll just be like, "Yeah, I guess we have money." Someone make me a gadget, please. <laughs> That's gonna happen. If you I find us on here. Crit Happens, oh yeah, we're 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 gullible enough. We'll probably give you a gadget or two for PvP. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, I, it's I just cool. want to say, if, as for guild wise, I want to say, I it, we had the guild bank tab up for less than 12 hours and we it was already freaking full <laughs> <laughs> but you know what it was it was us offloading all our shit in our bags that we couldn't hold anymore we're like you know what i need more stuff to quest so take all my loom take all my tailoring stuff i don't need it no one tailors yeah yeah we don't have a tailor in the guild but man there's a lot of tailoring stuff there's a lot of iron which i'm like ah we've got one armor smith and we've got one weapon smith in the guild we should probably not have this much iron <laughs> i'm thinking about doing weapon smith unless someone else comes in and says hey can i make our weapons until then i'm stealing all your seeds and i'm running away laughing <laughs> okay so um i'm gonna move on from this and we have oh. two big pieces of news one of which doesn't affect you two immediately but it's starting to affect more players, and I'm noticing it myself as well, and I'm really welcome to the change, and I had some gripes about it. Uh, there's been changes to the veteran dungeon and adventure runs. So for those of you who haven't had a chance to run adventures in veteran mode or dungeons in veteran mode, here's a tip. Don't touch the fucking dungeons yet if you just turn 50. It's going to ruin your life. You're going to hate it. it you're going to curse at everybody and everything because not only is this, the gear differential really big, the skill differential is really big too. You made a, you may have played Storm Talon for a billion times while you're leveling Storm Talon uh, Veteran mode. It's gonna hand your ass to you, and there's an issue with that because currently there has to be a gold or bust mentality in adventure and and uh, dungeons. People are not settling for silver. They're not settling for for bronze, and they're not making it known beforehand. Hey, I want to run gold, whatever. But say you're in Malgrave Trail. RNG, pray to the RNG gods and someone dies or you lose a member of the group and they die half your group fucking drops you can't even finish it I just finished Malgrave Veteran two three days ago I still can't even finish Tempest Keep so it's been having a lot of backlash in the community and a lot of talk about it and Carbines looked at it and said okay cool it's not working right now but here's our change they're still going to have metals you're still going to have bronze silver and gold but how gear is dropping is changing if you want those epics for gold run, but you couldn't make it and you got silver, instead of saying, fuck you, go away, sorry, try again, you're going to have extra loot rolls. You have to kill the last boss to make it happen, though. So if you're doing, um, what's it called, Sword Maiden, 
if you want those extra rolls but you're not getting gold, kill the last boss anyway, you'll get your normal loot distribution, and then you get two extra loot rolls. You get one extra loot roll for a bronze medal, two for a silver, three for a gold, and the loot rolls are tied to the entire um, loot table for the, uh, for the instance. So you still have a chance to get the items you want. And hopefully, yeah, so, yeah, go ahead. So just to be clear, it's it's even if you get a bronze, you get one loot roll like total or one extra loot roll total, but yeah. you can you can still roll on those really high good pieces of gear. Yeah, you're going to have the gear drop normally for whatever bronze is, but it's it's going to give you an extra roll and it's going to go through the entire table. So if you right. if there's an right. item in gold that you really needed but you didn't get gold, there's still a chance for it to happen. Right. That makes sense. I I like that change. That's it's not necessarily making things too easy i mean easier yeah and they kind of harped for a long time on how they're not going to make things easier but i think this is a good compromise between something that's broken the community kind of into like these factions uh of people that are in it for the fun and people that are just in it for the gear and you know just keeping the difficulty but bringing the community together yeah would you say that this actually nerfs it though i i don't think so i i mean i think it still makes the run itself just as difficult it just allows you to actually get through it though i mean yeah i, I mean doc you tell me this like how frustrated were you after the third time your entire group got bailed on you because you you wiped once oh yeah no, i i'm normally a very passive and very calm keel guy uh, and I have, and I know MMOs shit happens. I've had, I've had uh, a fire happen in my kitchen during a raid once in World of Warcraft. <laughs> I had to write that in chat and go, "Holy shit, my kitchen's on fire!" Why did you there. write it in your chat? Because I'm gonna sit there and raid, and not do shit, and like, dude, what the hell? What are you your doing? Your kitchen's on fire. You should go put out your kitchen. That's like <laughs> AFK tornado. Like, no, just run. Which, which has actually happened to someone in an old guild I had in, in WoW too. Like that AFK tornado, and then all of a sudden, like four people dropped out because they <laughs> oh didn't know what was happening. They're too obsessive. But anyway, oh, yeah, man. it's it's rough. Because even if I don't get the gold, I still want to finish it. I still want to see the end of it, uh, at least the veteran mode. I want to see what they've changed. I want to see what they've made difficult. Uh, the instances themselves have not changed. They're still the same mechanics. They're still the same gameplay. It's only the end points. When you finally get to the end of it, the last boss, or the end of the trail, that's when things change. And that's what they wanted to compromise a little on. Well, and... and uh... This is coming from me, but I really liked white. Okay, hold on. Let me rephrase this. I really liked going through the dungeon over and over again with the same group and us wiping once or twice and sitting there going, okay, what did we do wrong? How do we fix this? Let's try it again. And oh, yeah. I, and that was with pugs, and that's how I, I really liked the community in Wildstar was is that we were sitting there and we were wiping because it was really hard, and we, yeah, and we didn't I love care. Yeah, that was it, really difficult. It's not yeah. so bad when you're going one through one forty-nine. Sorry, excuse me, I'm uh, But fifty, there's not a huge pool out right now. I was starting to find guys with the same name, and you start to kind of build a rapport with some people. But either some people can hack it, or they're just too frustrated, and they're like, you know what, screw this, I'm out of here. And that that does ruin it a little bit. But yeah. you're right, the community has been great so far. I'd love to see it keep going. I'm hoping podcasts like this and like Wildstar Prime, Wildstar Radio, and uh, everything else. I'm hoping that guys like us and, and casters like that, like other people as well, uh, can keep the community still positive and bring in more people to enjoy all this stuff. And with these changes, they can keep the drop the droppers, the levers, and all the rage quitters and keep them in and keep them going. I just want to po point this out. It hasn't even been a month since this game has been out. Oh, yeah. And 
they're already doing an ultra drop. They're already releasing off, uh, or, or at least previewing their next one, which is going to be a new PVP map. Like, this is this is ridiculous to think about in an MMO. Like, I have never experienced an MMO before that has been so adamant about giving us new content and really paying attention to what people want and really being there for the community. Like, it is it is just unheard of. And well, it's and they, they they oh sorry go ahead crew go for it. I was gonna say having been on the forums, I think there's a large number of people that would disagree with you. Uh, there are a lot of people that kind of take a problem that they're having and, and prioritize it in their head and go on the forums and say, why hasn't this been fixed yet? How come you haven't fixed this? You're obviously not listening to me because you have the game's this fucking broken. Fuck you all. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, to some extent, there there are some problems that you can kind of treat that way, but it, a lot of them are just like other things need to be prioritized yeah. and and reddit and the forums are, are very small sampling sizes uh and, but the thing is with games especially mmos the small sampling sizes are the biggest voices because they're the ones talking and i uh, think that's everywhere in the world smallest oh yeah. smallest group usually has the biggest voice and it's annoying but it happens <laughs> that's how some things get done and uh it's because those people were talking about it so much and a lot of them were constructive they weren't just bitch 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 moan they're saying, hey, things are broken. People are dropping. How do we fix this? Can we give you suggestions? And the devs are listening. They said it before. I said it again. They'll continue to say it. And I, for one, am grateful because that means I get to enjoy. And please, for the love of every god and divinity, finish Veteran Siege of Tempest Keep one time <laughs> before Sabotage drops. Now, now this is this is going back to what you're saying, Krug, about like people pointing out that they want their stuff done. It's there most games and and most things in life you're going to sit there and it's going to take time to solve the solution in which there there is you know so they're having problems with botters okay or they're having problems with people sending uh mail to everyone trying to get them to uh do their gold farming all of the stuff well they came up with a solution they implemented it boom I get significantly less spam in my mail now. Okay, the botters then come out and did did something new. They then started mass inviting people to um, guilds that were www.buymygold.com. You, you know, and so I've seen it, those guys running they, around too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so they're 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 implementing these things. And, and it takes time, but at the same time, there was a, a really, really bad uh, hack that happened a little while ago where someone was actually uh, creating gold. They found a loophole and just created gold out of oh, nowhere. Really? I have not heard of this at all. Neither yeah, have so, I. Okay, so they created gold out of nowhere, and I believe it was a Sunday or a Saturday. It was on the weekend. There was just a random midday 15-minute uh, close. They just shut the game down for 15 minutes. Oh, that's what it was? And, and that's exactly what it was. They discovered that someone figured out how to make gold out of nowhere. They, they closed the servers down immediately. They banned the members that were involved with it, and they cleared out uh, all of the uh, fake gold. So if the people had bought gold in that time, boom, it was gone. Uh, so th things like that that are game breakers that are legitimately huge problems, I think they're really, really quick about it. I mean, getting spam in my mail... Eh, while being annoying, I, I, it's not going to ruin the game for the majority of the people. So I think they prioritize their stuff, and they're trying to get us new content. At the same time, they're having to fix these problems that are going to be inevitable. Like uh, if you go back over into WoW and you go on there, you're going to have the same problems. There are still gold farmers in WoW. There are still people out there in WoW. It, there are still gold farmers in like Aeon and yeah, EverQuest. Yeah. 
they're, they're, because it's people can make money. Yeah. Yeah. People people can make money off of it, so people are going to do it. So they're just getting uh, creative here. Yeah. No. And every time they come up with a solution to solve it, they're just going to turn around and come up with a new way of trying to get their money. I mean. Oh yeah. They're not going to quit. <laughs> oh, 100%. I, I agree with that 100%. And I, I don't know if I was being clear. I, I think those people need to kind of take a chill pill a little bit. Like, yeah. I don't think they're right <laughs> in prioritizing their thing, their their problem that they're having. But you don't understand. I, My issue is important. I don't care what, what <laughs> all of you guys think. I mean, okay, whatever. And it's uh, not even that the issues aren't super important. It's just like, you need to optimize for this graphics card. Like, it's just like... Oh, okay. Let me just type this line of code that says "optimize graphics card." Enter. Done. Woohoo! Everybody gets more like FPS. Yay! <laughs> That's not how anything works. Like maybe they nothing do it is for that easy. Or the wilds. That'd be nice. I look nothing is that easy like that's not how jobs work if it was True. that easy those people wouldn't get paid like if it was that easy we'd be working right now or working exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, I could I could type that yeah so I'm gonna move on here and we've got uh some PTR notes there weren't really any patch notes for the strain yet they haven't dropped as of recording on Monday night tonight uh, but they've opened the PTR up if you have had a 50 before June 12th you can have an insta 50 and check out the new uh, strain drop content before it happened. You'll have the ability to test out the other ultra drops before they happen, any possible world events, and that whatnot. But there is a slew of PCR notes. Uh, gentlemen, you're welcome to peer through them. I'll, I'll go over a few of them. You guys can interrupt me about anything that catches your eye. But first and foremost, and I love this because I made this mistake a lot in beta, Pathfenders. If you deleted your hat, you deleted your pants, you're running around pantsless, uh, one put a box under something uh two uh they now have vendors they're gonna put them back into thade and ilium uh where if i remember correctly they're gonna put them next to the elder gem vendors they didn't say how much it costs yet but there's that they've also added new uh art and key bindings to break out gameplay specifically to stuns so you can hopefully see it better and you could possibly key bind it to something instead of having just random mash a direction uh that would be really nice. Also, what would really be nice is right now they've got the WASD symbol, and when they do E or Q, it's either A or D, and that's really annoying to go. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, it, is that A or Q? Oh, crap. Oh, sh oh. And you're dead. I am 90% yeah. sure they did that on purpose to mess with people. Like, if they change that and put two more buttons for Q and E, I'm going to be disappointed. I like Hardcore. the way it is now. Hardcore. Hardcore. Man. Hard Hardcore knows the difference. Jeez, and they go get, exactly. get, on, get on it. But exactly. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so as a big F you to all the rage quitters before the veteran uh, changes, uh, you now have a larger debuff for deserting in PvE and PvP, which is pretty cool. Note to self yeah. and note to community, stop being dicks. Still not huge. It's 15 minutes for PVE and 10 for PvP, uh, according to these notes. And oh, I, yeah. Uh, it's what significantly it? larger than it was before. Oh, I think yeah, it was five, five, minutes? five minutes each, yeah. All you gotta do is run across the, the capital city like twice and you're good to go. <laughs> oh god, don't even get me started. <laughs> uh, but yeah, an improvement. I mean, maybe maybe turn it up a little bit. But I guess the problem with turning it up too high is that sometimes you uh, are marked AFK on accident, or at least that was happening before. Yeah. Or, you know, a crash or whatever. Like stuff like that happens, and Mark being marked as a deserter for something like that for a ludicrously long time is kind of disappointing. I actually got a warning today when I was playing on my stalker. I was I was playing defense in Walatiki. I'm sitting there on the rock, uh, waiting for someone to pass by, and I get a little pop up says, 
hey, you're AFK too long. We're going to kick you out in 120 seconds. I'm like, no. And I started jumping what? everywhere I could. Yeah, it, it randomly <laughs> happened. I That's stood so there. Weird. I was watching. I didn't move really, but I was still like watching and turning my character around. And it was like, okay, cool. We're going to kick you out in two minutes if you don't move. I'm like, oh, shit. Which which I completely agree with because one of the biggest botting issues I have is that there will be bots that will walk in. I don't know how they've programmed it or what, but they will walk to the mask and they will just stand there. They won't yep. def- they won't actually defend. I have gone into uh, exile uh, mask areas, grabbed the masks, walked up to their guy that's defending, and just kind of danced and be- <laughs> like it. The, the bots do nothing or, or people that are just running straight into the walls. Hey, buddy. I mean, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Yeah, yeah hey buddy. exactly. But, I mean, I, I love the debuff. I'm, I'm glad that they've extended it. I hope that because I am a person that has shitty, shitty internet, I'm yes. really hoping that uh, when I get randomly DC'd out of a game uh, that that debuff doesn't happen. Because as of recently, I haven't been getting a debuff if I get kicked out of a PvP. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Which, yeah, which is really nice. So I hope that that's not just a bug, that that's a legitimate thing. If you get DC'd and get kicked out, they're not going to debuff you. Uh, at the same time, I think that that would kind of suck because then people could literally just crash out their game and then restart to be able to get into games without having to deal with the 15-minute kill time. Right. I yeah. don't know how like accurate their detection for stuff like that is or if it exists at all. And yeah. I mean, maybe maybe it could just be a bug, like you say, but maybe. it would be really nice if they could tell the difference. Maybe. Maybe it doesn't really exist, but we think it does. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the next group of notes, they're all class-specific. I'm going to go over them really quickly. Uh, just for frame of reference, I, Doc, uh, main a Spellslinger. So I'm more into the Spellslinger notes, and they kind of are nothing really for me. Uh, I know Indigo mains a Stalker at the moment, yep. and Krug is a Medic. And yes. there's a really cool Medic thing that happened that oh I just want to see his opinion on real fast. So Engineers, if you're stacking stuff, uh, damage on the same target, Energy Auger was fixed, so you're not dealing no damage at all. More DPS for everybody. And if you run the Zone Amp, normally you're supposed to not lose your Volatility when switching between 30 and 70. Well, now it's actually fixing. You don't lose any volatility, so you're good. Esper, you get more healing back. Reverie's been fixed. Uh, Mind burst actually will hit shields now, so you're not like true damaging shit. And Geist will help you get your threat back. It's now generating 100% threat like normal. Now good. medics, yeah, and that's that's for that's tier eight fixes for each of those Esper ones. Yes, all tier eight. Now Krug, what do you think about the medic changes? Okay, so I've had huge problems with Crisis Wave because I run uh, a health healer, not a shield healer. Uh, normally people run one or the other. Uh, and some people run both. It's, uh, Anyways, that's a whole different story. Uh, Crisis Wave being broken was a huge problem for me because if I took anything past Tier 4, I couldn't use it effectively because I would just dump all my actuators into it if I was above 2. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Crisis Wave is supposed to take two actuators out of your four actuators total, uh, which is the medic class resource. Uh, And if you were above two actuators and you were at tier four, and it was the third cast of Crisis Wave, it would dump all your actuators. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it was really annoying. Uh, The way it was supposed to work in tier four is uh, third cast has no global cooldown and is instant or something like that, which is great because the one thing I hate about Crisis Wave is that it takes so long to cast, and having every third cast be instant would be beautiful, but at the cost of all my actuators, is terrible. Yeah. Uh, now, what's going on with the Tier 4 and Tier 8 on Parallax Surge? Because they swapped those. Yeah, I think Tier 8 originally was uh, destroy two interrupt armor, and uh, Tier 4 
just like increase the duration of the stun or something. I didn't really find tier four useless, so I never took it. And there's no way I'm going to dump all those points to get to tier eight paralytic surge. I can use those points <laughs> so much better. I think they swapped them because uh, medics kind of notoriously don't have very much CC. Like we have one CC ability. We can take one interrupt armor unless we tier up to tier eight. Uh, and uh, like I said, don't have those don't have those points to spend. So but I think the they annoying switch... part is, is you run around so goddamn much. Yeah, that, that's well, the trade-off. Well, I mean, it's kind of annoying because I mean, obviously there are all these problems with medic DPS that a lot of people point out. Uh, honest, honestly, I don't see them. Like, it, as a DPS medic, I can get by pretty well. Uh, I'm not at the tippy top of any DPS charts, and sometimes I die to people. Like, there are people that are better than me. That's totally fine. But the the not having the same level of of crowd control ability as the rest of the classes in the game was kind of gimping us, I think. And this isn't a perfect fix. Like, I'd like different abilities, but I don't think they're ever going to do that, or at least not soon. Not anytime soon, really. But having Tier 4 take away 2 Interrupt Armor, definitely, definitely good. Oh, that'd be nice, actually. I, I do that already as Spellslinger. Hell, when we run uh, Adventures, we ran that. We ran the, um, what's it called? The Dungeons. I was running 3 Interrupt Armor with Tier 4 Gate and Arcane Missiles, and I was yeah, one-stunning one everything. It's awesome. Yeah. So, Spellslingers. Uh Three big things happen for us that are noteworthy. Arcane missiles will now stack correctly, and they fix a little print marker that would say magic missiles. Pew, 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 pew. Uh, <laughs> personally, I don't use arcane missiles. I'm not raiding yet. And arcane missiles is great if you are synergizing with um, ability. I think it's tech. No, something else. Uh, something else damage, because soul singers are mostly physical except for charge shot. Now, speaking of charge shot, there was... Oh, crap. There was a time and a period and occasionally a fully surged, fully charged charge shot would fire off two shots. It was beautiful. It was cool. And <laughs> now you don't get to do it anymore. And I'm sad. I'm happy. Oh, no. Anyway. I don't let's like let's be honest. Shot. Every single class uh, in PvP, I hate every single class. I can sit there and bitch about every single class when I <laughs> PvP. Goddamn spell slingers have got too long. I can't get away from them. Oh, goddamn stalkers always tethering me. Warriors have too much armor. Oh, engineers are there's too many of them and they're too they've got too many things. Oh, espers suck because they they have geist and then I can't tell who to attack and blah 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 blah. And, so. that, and that fully charged char shot was like double assassinate almost. And it was yeah. Amazing. Oh god. And oh, Aura started on assassinate that oh, ability. I love that ability. God. Anyway, <laughs> and also Aura is going in and out of the void. They're more consistent now. You're not going to drop stuff constantly. Now, uh, Indigo, let's take the next part for your stalkers. Oh, stalker, stalker, stalker. All right. So let's see. Increased from the behind range to 104 degrees from 9 degrees. Oh, I love this so much because there are so many abilities that I get that are behind people specific so being stuck in a 90 degree angle having to be behind them is a pain in the ass increasing to 140 is great it's not a full 180 which is which is perfectly fine but you get the general behind the area love that you broken as hell you could just side agreed. People. <laughs> agreed that's why i said i I'm, I'm fine with 140 i think 140 is great i don't think anymore and i think i think it's perfect i think well, and and I'm being biased, of course. <laughs> well, of course you are. You just want your class to be as powerful as possible. And stabby, I think stabby, stabby, a huge stabby, problem stabby, with stabby. that, not a problem, but a huge gimp for that is that you can't see what 90 degrees behind your the target is. So, yeah. like, you're trying to get this, like, perfect angle, but how do you know if you're right or wrong? So I think kind of giving you a little bit of a buffer zone was, was yeah, a good choice. It's, it's kind of cool because, like you said, you can't see the mark. You can't really tell off top head unless you're playing stalkers constantly. 
And if you have hazards and other bad telegraphs, having the extra, what, 50 degrees is kind of cool. You're not throwing yourself into the fire so often. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the nano filled uh, stem drone stuff, uh, I, I I use them at, when I'm tanking just to to help Krug around when uh, when he's healing. I don't. I also also don't use the hold to continue casting ability. Do either of you guys use that? I do. I don't. Uh, I I like toggling. I feel it gives me more control. Some people say differently. Krug, what's your opinion? You said you used it. Yeah, there aren't. Uh many things that I do out of order. I, I don't know if that makes any sense. So I, I have a like set rotation. And if I need to cancel something mid cast, I just sprint in a direction briefly and it'll cancel. And so the hold to continue casting allows me to like hold two to cast a uh, crisis wave or whatever, and then hold the next button as crisis wave is casting to like make sure the next cast casts as quickly as possible after crisis wave, if that makes any sense. No, 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 that makes yeah. sense. Okay. Uh, next is impale. Impale will not be uh, deflected as often now. So no numbers attached to that. No, there uh, weren't any on the PTR notes. Yeah, no, no, which is fine, but uh, uh, love that. Uh, it's really annoying that my main ability, which is my impale, uh, gets deflected. And it's really, really annoying when you're sitting there like, oh, I'm going to line up a perfect shot. There's a guy just sitting here defending, and you go right behind him, and you hit your def- uh, your impale, and it's up deflected. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, and then they turn around and go, hey, what the hell are you doing there? Die. Yeah, because let's be honest, stalkers have a really bad suit power management. Like, that's the that's their ability so dropping your suit power all the way down within the first three hits and you get deflected ah uh, absolutely annoying just just the most miserable thing uh the next is the cutthroat amp uh the cutthroat amp is uh stacks are no longer deflected as well uh I, the more things that i can use to kill people the better uh <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean i'm completely okay i haven't really gotten or even really used the cutthroat amp i've heard yet. it's pretty cool so i think basically once it's triggered it'll stack up to i think 10 times or something like that and once it reaches full stacks it'll deal a another chunk of damage yeah, cutthroat attacks from behind add a stack of cutthroat. At 10 stacks, the mark is consumed and deals 144 technology damage. This damage ignores shields. Ooh. So, yeah. So you're doing this. You're hitting them 10 times from behind, which, let's be honest, is really a pain in the ass as a stalker in PvP situations. You hit them 10 times, and you get deflected on your big attack. Yeah, Does that's... it say how long each cutthroat stack lasts? Uh, you know what? I'm looking on a website right now that has uh, the amps, and it does not show me the length of time. Yeah, I, was... I will say this, though. I think the cutthroat change is really going to help PvE stalkers more than PvP, because you won't sure. have much time to get 10 shots in in yeah. PvP. Well, no. I think if the cutthroat, like, I don't know, what were the things that stack called? I think it was just stacks of cutthroat. Uh, if those last indefinitely, I can see that being a really useful amp. Oh, God, that'd be broken as shit. That's like yeah. combo <laughs> points that don't go away. Yeah, yeah. Or, or at least if it had a really long. Can you imagine that? Just you're sitting there, just cutthroat tagging everybody, and then for your finisher, you neutralize, and all of a sudden you're doing neutralized damage, and then also now cutthroat damage to like ten people in the PVP. Yeah, but it has to be from behind. Oh. Like, you yeah, like hit them once or twice, and then they turn around and start attacking you. Then you have to like stealth or get their attention onto somebody else, and then go yeah. back around them and hit them again. Ten is a pretty high number. I can't see that being too broken. Yeah, maybe PvP, maybe if it faded after like. 30 seconds instead of the standard like eight seconds maybe that's a that long be. time pvp anything more than four seconds pvp feels like an eternity 
Well, okay. if you're you, most like one-on-one -on -one battles that I've experienced, but I haven't hit 50 area. Most one-on-one uh, -on -one PVP, it, it lasts for a while. Yeah. I mean, mind mind you, Krug and I have been uh, playing around with two v twos, and those battles last forever. I mean, yeah. we're in there, and we, I mean, I think we've only lost one of our matches. Not saying that we're the best team in the world, but we're doing pretty damn good in the practice arenas. Uh, yeah. But each battle is a good like. 10 minutes at least would you say yeah. oh yeah at That's least okay right, now and, and, sorry yeah. go, ahead. go ahead no i was just gonna say like I, I think i don't i don't play stalker so maybe my opinion isn't that valid but 30 seconds doesn't seem too long for 10 hits from behind like if somebody's letting you hit them 10 times from behind they have a huge problem yeah true now we're saying P ptr notes are always subject to change i should put it in the beginning but moving on to the warrior warrior has the biggest hit I don't know if any of us have oh, yeah. any experience with them. Now, here's nope. an issue I'm going to say right now. I personally hate buff and nerf as terms, especially nerf because people get all bent out of shape. Uh, I made a really bad joke in our notes. I'm like, it's more like they tweak and they work things. We're just twerking the shit out of Power Link this week, or this, this patch, <laughs> and it's twerking yep. hard. The range got dropped. The base damage got dropped. Uh, not by a whole lot. 14% for the 18%. You lose 5 meters of range. Uh, t the tier 8 actually works now uh, but power link is broken and it's amazing and it still looks kind of strong I don't know till numbers come in and detonate also will now hit more people but will do less percentage damage you drop from 225 originally from 30 now uh, if you pvp if you do war plots killing generators don't count towards kill count can't patch numbers anymore doesn't matter doesn't matter uh, everything Good. else there's a ton of crap uh, I'll go through the really funny stuff or the cool stuff or the god thank you stuff. Farside, the battle suit you use in Farside will now only hit Ichthians. You can no longer have Gundam Godzilla fights anymore, which is kind of sad. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> or like Gundam versus player that's not in a Gundam suit and just happens to be standing there fights. I had a bunch of those <laughs> when I was in my when I was in my battle suit. Like I don't know where this like maybe guild, maybe circle, just this group of people came and like started attacking me and they weren't in suits and i was like can i win this and i like did the <laughs> i used the primary attack once which like knocks you back and stuns you immediately and i'm like yep i can win this and i just batted them down and i killed Bow all of them by myself for me little it, man it, it was, was so, so satisfying it was <laughs> yeah. so much fun oh well they can't do it anymore which is kind of crappy womp womp yeah right storm talon is no longer going to target pets which is kind of crappy um, that's really kind of sad. I'm just going to say that right now. Uh, well, I, I think but, that's a good thing because with its, I don't know what the ability is called, but when the entire room turns into a red telegraph, except for that clear circle around a player, when that targets a pet, that's really annoying because the pet doesn't strafe like you're supposed to. Oh, yeah, so true. you're stuck in this tiny area with a bunch of like smaller lightning tel telegraphs that are dropping on you and you're just hosed. See, and you and just I, wipe immediately. And I'm thinking of it in this way. If it's on the pet, pet's not going to move. It doesn't matter. You better get your movement down pat for that one. I think of that as a free source of we're not going to damage anybody else but the pet. Now you got to get your shit in gear. But that's my opinion. But as and as a tank, it, it's really annoying when I'm sitting there and I'm attacking this attacking and one of the guys I can't even remember which guy it is that does the lightning strike on on a random member of the party when Storm it chooses, or something like that. Yeah, one of the yeah, pet guys. Oh, yeah, God, when, when they people. choose the pet and I waste my stun on a pet because I'm not looking behind me, I just see that he's doing the action and I use uh, I use a CC ability and I turn around and realize that it's a pet and I'm like, well. Falls. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, Healbot, you've been saved for now. Uh, yep. 
I don't. None of us really uh, do genetic archives at Escape yet, but there's been some nice little tweaks and everything. Uh, some nice little twerks that have happened. I'm going to use that now from now on. We are twerking everything instead of nerfing and buffing. Uh, housing, your Chua mailbox, is now a mailbox. I'm Oof. so excited As about that. Should. Finally. I like, had one of those, and I really wanted it to be a mailbox, but I was like, they're never going to do that. Can and you the fact imagine? That they are makes me really happy. All well, of and these it's, notes, and the one I'm most excited for is the freaking mailbox. And it's so <laughs> annoying because, so, like, your friends will come to your house and they'll uh, deal with your garden or deal with your 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 mining nodes. And you get there and you go, "Ooh, I've got mail. Oh, I can't actually get the items in which they they yep. farmed on my own property." It's yep. like on that little area I thought should have a mailbox, your little sign and the teleporter. Uh, if it's a housing item that a lot of people have, which is the Chua mailbox, fuck yeah, give me a mailbox. That's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of housing, if you have alts, you now can edit edit your own alts uh, houses. Uh, like oh, a full nice. Roommate, which is kind of cool. Even better uh, if you like the UI stuff. Uh, guest accounts, they no longer can be the auction house. That's not going to impact a lot of players right now. It'll impact people that are checking it out. I'm honest, actually curious about the the you can edit your alts uh, houses. Does that mean if I have something in my mains crate, I can put it on my alts plot? No, it's you can go onto your alts plot and then mess around with the shit in there. I mean, I don't know. It might it. might be something more than that. I, so I, it's I just like you're it. automatically a neighbor with your alts. Yeah, it's like you're automatically a roommate. Uh, gotcha. And also, if you have issues with field of view sliders, like Total Biscuit does, and he pitches and moans about everything, I love the guy and his opinions. Uh, there's now <laughs> FOV sliders added. As Ooh. of the strain drop, I believe, and a max frame rate limiting. Uh, those are pretty much all of the twerks in the notes. And if you have issues with the name twerk, you can email us and I'll laugh at you and I'll still use it. And I'll tell you how to email us after everything else. Now, the fun part about the game like this is there's a ton of community stuff going on. And and like there's stuff that happens all the time. And uh, one of the biggest things is the bots. I'm going to skip the first opinion because it was just a random bullshit thing. But... um. I know everyone complains about the bots, bots and this and bots and that and bots in here and bots in there and red bot, blue bot, one bot, two bot, whatever. How the hell do we fix that or how the hell do we uh, suggest we fix that? Because everyone's bitching, no one's talking. The best part about Strange Tales from Outer Space is we see all the Strange Tales, we'll bring them here, we'll give an opinion. Criticism sucks without an option to fix it, personally. So something that I've actually heard uh, uh, from one of the videos, uh, and I'm 100% a supporter of this, they're going to start adding a right-click report uh, button now. Because right now you have to do the slash ticket and put the person's name, and it's aggravating. They're going to be adding a right-click report now. So if you're PvPing, you can now right-click and report someone. They're not going to be doing any immediate action, so it's not like you're going to report – uh, bot on someone and then boom they're gone someone's so a normal annoying. ticket but it's faster yeah, it's, to get to right it's a normal ticket but you can actually do it because right now as i'm running around grim vault i can see the teleporters running just boom all of a sudden at the node right in front of me and it's really hard for me to click on their name to figure out what their name is and then start typing and oh they're gone being able to right click and report is such an amazing thing yeah and i've noticed and I, that the bots have been like a, like a wave Everyone bitched about the low-level zones, then the mid-level zones, and now they're here in Malgrave, Grim Vault, and Crimson yep. Badlands. Yep, they're all up there. And honestly, I think the community is right there with that gripe because there were add-ons like created specifically to report people. Uh, when it gets to that point, then you kind of have to like do yeah. something to make it easier. And they said they're trying to reverse engineer how the teleport's happening. It's slow. 
uh, dude, it, it really just is. I know you're. I know Carbine's trying to get on it, and they've heard this for the past month. Uh, we're bitching about it now. Uh, anyone listening is be like, God, a fucking another bot discussion. But there's got to <laughs> be. There's something maybe we're thinking about instead of right clicking that we can do it. And some games have done it to some good effect. And one I just thought I'd lift right from WoW is you rank up your tools and you rank up your nodes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've already got the ranked tools already, but putting a level uh, attachment to it or a, a specific uh, charge to it. So it's like you have to be a survivalist level four to be able to use this weapon like that would that would be such an amazing uh, add on because I believe they're just creating level ones and then doing the teleporting in higher level areas and yeah. just just mass collecting everything yeah, and they're gonna die they're gonna re- they're gonna res and matter to them they're just gonna keep going but like say you gate the nodes you 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 rank off the nodes and uh say daradun because we're all dominion side we're gonna go through what i know uh daradun and then um whatever the second zone is that's rank one if you don't get past rank one in farming nodes you're not gonna be able to farm crap in white veil sorry yeah oh well well, and let no. me ask this. This being my first MMO, I don't... Uh, okay, so the problem is that uh, a hacker will teleport to a node, click on it, which tags it to them, and then teleport to the next node, tag it, so on and so forth. And then when an honest player comes by and farms the node, those mats that come out of that node belong to the player who tagged it. And then I punch my screen. Right. I don't understand that concept. I don't know why why you need to be able to tag nodes. Like, if I'm there and I'm going to mine the node, I'm not going to mine it halfway. I don't get the point of tagging notes. Yeah. And the whole, whole, I, I can I can explain that. Okay, okay. if if you're I, in I an don't. area, if you're in an area, uh, partially, I think the tag should only last a certain amount of time. If I'm in an area and I tag a node and then I get ganked, or if I am tagging a node and a mob or a pat runs around and now I have to go deal with that and I die and I res at the holocron, well, I have to run all the way back over there and try to grab it. Theoretically, I get it if people want to complain about it saying, oh, well, you know, you didn't get the node. Yeah, so. that, that's going to be my, my vote. Like, it sounds like you died. It sounds like you need to learn to stay alive better. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I do love the little tweaks. Like, with Relic Hunting, you have the defense grid and you have the running away nodes. Uh, I just think, uh, I know Guild Wars 2 had the your own personal nodes. I thought it was always kind of fun to race for nodes with other players. But yeah. it's not fun to race for nodes that already been tagged. It's yeah. not fun to race for a node. Yes. Like, I use Zen Radar. I'm watching nodes disappear in real time. Yeah. And, and it's all to, like, level 10s in Grim Vault. And I'm thinking, if you just have a restriction on it, now these guys have to actually play the game and spend their time and give you money. Now, do so, both so of you guys have Do both of you guys have a node at your house? Yes, I yes. do. Tier do 4. Get, mm. Do you guys feel like you're getting enough uh, nodes from your house to actually level your gear, or do you guys feel that you're not gaining enough from that? I'm maxed out, so I don't know the experience. I wouldn't mind. I think I think the refresh rate's fast enough for me. Uh, it gives it, it gives me another source. I'm totally cool with going out there and running and farming. That's just me though. Yeah, I wouldn't complain about the the amount of resources I get from my my plug, but. Um... The also good thing about the plug is that nobody can tag it. It's fine. <laughs> but if you had circles of friends that have similar nodes and similar plots, you always can just circle jerk each other and then go out and farm, and you'll you'll still get plenty of mats. Yeah, that's the great thing about being in a guild is you can set stuff like that up. Like, hey, I'm not going to be on for X time. Can you do my my little plug for me, please? Yeah, and I'll, people I'll are totally like, yeah, I'll totally 50/50. do that. Yeah, I'll put it yeah. on 50-50. It's fine for everybody. 
Yeah. yeah and, and, and my thing is, is that I'm a survivalist and uh, outfitter, so I'm not actually using the nodes I collect, like the trees and stuff like that. I'm literally just vendoring my trees. Uh, so the, the main way I gain my, um, my material is by just killing uh, beasts in the game. So to me, it's not really uh, affecting me as much. Like I'm just not gaining as much gold as quickly by being a survivalist. So I don't really have the issue with the bots. It annoys me seeing a bot like teleport in front of me and then disappear. That's annoying just because it's like, well, it's not really fair. Like they're not gaining, the, they're, they're, they're able to, and I know what they're using that gold for. So it's not really, you know, yeah. fun. It just irks you. So yeah, I think we've kind of covered a lot of what we could about bots, uh, maybe other alternatives, which is fine sure. with me. The more, like I said, personally, criticism and comments and, and bitching and moaning without a way to get past it is unintuitive to me. But uh, I have mentioned, moving on then on from then, because I'm leading the circus here. <laughs> uh, like I said, I just rolled a PvP character solely for PvP. And there was a thread on Reddit today with a guy, like, zombie something. I'm sorry, dude, if you listen to this, you're like, uh, what the hell? Uh, you didn't make a name right or anything like that. But, uh, you guys have any tips for guys and gals who are going into PvP as newbies or newbies in general? Because I could I could use some of that. Uh, I, I could absolutely, from, for Waltiki Temple, which is what Krug and I mainly do because... The other one is just miserable to try to try to do. Yeah, I don't even know what it's called. I play it. Halls so of the Blood Swarm. Or something there like that. you go. That's what yeah. it is. I hate it, that match type. It's I don't know so what. aggravating that I I don't even do it. But Waltiki Temple, the big thing is, is that uh, everyone should know the basics. There's going to be a mask in your opponent's base. There's a mask in your base, and then a a random unearthed mask will appear in one of four places in the center area. As as a experienced player, the best place to hang out is the top center of the uh, of the bridge so there's a bridge that has one mask that appears and then down at the bottom there in this kind of bowl shaped area there's gonna be three more if you are currently waiting for a mask to be unearthed the best place to hang out is up top because you can drop down to the other three with ease and be able to get it really quickly yeah. uh, while if you're down at bottom if it unearths above you you have to then run around and try to deal with all the other shit before you can get it so Number one pro tip would definitely be hanging out and defending the the bridge, the top bridge. And uh, kind of to contradict that a little bit, but not entirely. Uh, yeah, it's a great place to hang out top center just so you can get to all the masks easily. But not everyone should be there. If you have yeah, a mask absolutely. at your base, there should be someone defending it. If only one person just to like stall whoever comes in to try to steal with some CCs. And oh, yeah. Like either shout over vent if you're in a pre-made or... I've type actually... in chat, like, come help me at the base. They're trying to steal our mask. Because stealing a mask uh, not only decrements your mask count by one, but if they cap, it, it increases their mask count by one. So there's a difference of two there as opposed to capturing an unarmed mask. What I've which actually just... noticed, which is cool, is defending is actually a little easier considering what has to telegraph and everything. I've found from personal experience uh, two characters defending can hold off five for a good oh, 15 yeah. seconds, which gives your oh, yeah. team time to cap or time to back up. Or yep. time to go something, do something else. As long as you say, "Hey, five at base, defending, go do something," you know, yeah. you can really yeah. benefit from that. And that's without yeah. having any kind of chat. And, and the whole, and the whole entire like point—not the whole entire point, but the whole entire like part of the that match type that wins or loses you the round is cooperation. Like, if if there's somebody asking for help, you should probably go help them. Like, that's a hundred like. 
if you do that, you'll have a way better experience. Oh yeah, don't don't be a dick too. I'm gonna always repeat that. Always yeah. twerk it and don't be a dick. Yeah. Krug says that, but when we play, oh my god, is he not a team player? I'm just saying. <laughs> Look, he thinks I'm not a I, team I player because I don't run around and heal that. just him. <laughs> if my heals are AOE, if I'm healing one person, I am not doing the team a favor. I will, I will tell you, as a stalker, the best thing is to be a uh, is to be a mask stealer. Not don't deal with the unearthed because you can stealth in you. Can, the one guy that's defending, you can make, you can hide behind the tower and steal a mask by the, and, and, with, and while someone's defending, as long as you don't have a bot that's just firing an attack at the mask spot, because yeah. you, you can stay stealthed all the way there, and as soon as you click F, you then exit stealth, and then you, it, it gives you a good like two three extra seconds being able to steal a mask, and if yeah. someone's in the room and doesn't see you, you they don't notice until it says the Dominion has stolen a mask, you know, <laughs> and 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 you're like, oh crap, tether, tether, run away, <laughs> run away. <laughs> yeah, so, that tether's a big help too. So so combat wise, there's a little tips and tricks you can learn. Um, I know uh, Indigo and I talked about this yesterday and a little bit today before we started. Uh, general tips and tricks, and he told me stuff like uh, you're gonna not generate cash at all. Yeah. At least very slowly. And I'm thinking, you know, you can supplement that and kind of stem the tide if you have a more dedicated PvE-er to supplement your cash. Or work on your, your your gathering skills or salvage and sell that those components or, you know, the item. I guess, like, you gotta, I guess you gotta weigh how much the item might be as a whole versus the components and see if you make money off of that. Yeah, and this is the thing is, I when I was PvPing, I was actually salvaging all of the gear that I wasn't going to immediately use, which then inevitably uh, gives you less money versus uh, actually just vendoring the individual items. So imagine if you vendored the individual items, you'd have a little bit better of a cash flow, but not nearly of what you want. So get a sugar daddy or a sugar mama. That also yeah. helps. Or get Krug, a guild. Krug is a great sugar daddy. That's all oh, I'm yeah. going to say. Hey, where did where did crew get that money anyway? Where 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 did you get that initial eleven gold anyway to start supplementing people? Oh, I think you're getting called out. Yeah. Hey, uh, ask me no questions. I'll take <laughs> so, and I thought about it too. Pathing is obviously part of the game. Um, from personal experience, scientists and settlers, though they're very popular, if you're gonna have a dedicated PP character, I wouldn't pick them personally, because you have so much overworld stuff you got to do, and if you just want to focus on killing, it defeats the, the purpose of playing him but if you're straight pvping you don't need to path in fact they've said you can get through the entire game and not do your path quests at yeah. all a path is just completely added so if you want to level to 50 just pvping and then go and do your path quests sure do and, it and you will get path xp too while pvping yeah i actually dinged a soldier level pvping today random <laughs> totally random Ten it's weird what it's weird when I get uh, uh, an explorer path when I'm killing people in Watiki Temple. I'm just saying. <laughs> you're, you're exploring how quickly it takes to gut them out. Uh, get, exactly. Getting to the heart the fastest way. It's the meta game. Exploring the world of murder. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's, uh, there's, like I said, tons of people. And I found the guy's name. His name is Zombie Noble on Reddit, uh, which kind of shows you where my name might be. And I'll, I'll put it out there after, towards the end of it, which I think we might be getting close to right now. But we got one... Uh, big thing I want to talk about, and I know Krug is biting at the, at the bit to talk about, and that is called add-ons. Add-ons! Oh my god, add-ons are so amazing. There are uh, there are kind of two camps when it comes to this. Uh, the, the first one being the people who think the game should be complete the way it is, and don't think that add-ons are a good use of 
Carbine's resources to maintain the API and all that stuff, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then the second camp, which Carbine belongs to, uh, and the one I belong to, which is, um, as we talked about before, Carbine has to prioritize things that are more important and, and can't really take time out of those big updates that they need to make to do the little stuff. And if we can have a resource for the community to do the little stuff for them, why not? Like, I really don't see the problem with that. Now, at the beginning, before we talked about this real briefly, you were teasing about it. I just showed uh, Krug and Indigo the Viking Hug UI. Oh, my goodness. And I, I personally, I, I'm a graphic design student, and uh, I love sleek, modern, sexy. And we're going to be just, just plugging the hell out of every add-on we can. Uh, and my big thing I'm excited for is Viking Hug. And if you have a chance to look for vikinghug.com, you can actually uh, download it. You can check out the progress on it. It's still in development. Uh, you can help with that out. You can help that out and speed it along. It has it. They have it on GitHub. You can literally have it installed into the game. It it looks so sexy. If you're a fan of iOS 7, if you're a fan of straight flat modern UI aesthetics, if you're a fan a fan of the new Google Material UI there or uh, stuff they're rolling out, and you want to be able to see things and have a really cool sci-fi edge. That just gives you plenty of space to play. Uh, I'm done. Yeah, I really wish I had known about this before we started recording. Because from the little bit of of it that I can see from from the little preview that's on the website, it looks amazing. I really want to get my hands on yeah. it. And, and it, I, I, it's sitting in my download folder right now. So the second we're done with this podcast, I'm going to go throw it my add-ons and <laughs> see what happens. And I'm not a huge, huge add-on guy, but uh, this is really fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And the cool part is, is he's keeping uh, a lot of tabs on Reddit for it. And I'm going to say Reddit a lot because I, I lurk a lot in Reddit. And whilst our Wildstar, I've been actually writing the most of all my Redditing. Um, but yeah, uh, personally, I, how about we go, like, give us, each of us give at least one add-on that we've been using that we love right now or we're testing out. Uh, Krug, since you're the big add-on guy, I'm going to start with you, man. So one, the add-on that I, I downloaded first was uh, called Candy Bars. I really like Candy Bars because I have a Razer Naga mouse, which for those of you who aren't familiar with the product is a mouse with you know your normal two buttons and the scroll wheel. But then it also has 12 buttons on the side that I use to cast so I don't have to like reach to my keyboard and then push buttons. Uh, and that's really nice, but unlike the keyboard, the layout isn't linear. It's not just 12 buttons along the side of the mouse. They're they're grouped in rows of three. So I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12. Uh, it's really hard for me to keep track of which ability goes where, like relative to the action bar, which is linear. Uh, so what candy bars allows me to do is to take my action bar and just kind of put it anywhere on the screen. So I can have uh, like icons wherever I want. I can do uh, my, ac my, uh, my uh, limited action set separately from like, the utility one, which has the utility uh, icons, which is like the mount icon and, and the teleport icon and your, your potion icon. Uh, and I can arrange them however I want. So I can do rows of three, just like my mouse. And now I have like a really accurate visual representation of where my icons are. Uh, and there are a lot of add-ons that do this. And the reason I like uh, candy bars is because it's simple. It just copies what your action set is. So if you switch action sets, it switches with you as opposed to an alternative, uh, for example, uh, Aura Mastery, which allows you to do the same thing. Much more configurable, but it takes way more work to get it to a usable point. Um, it, it's it's really great. I, I don't think there's anything I would change about the add-on except for I can't switch which mount I'm using with the add. There's no like right-click on, on the uh, 
mount button to switch the mount you're using. Really small gripe. Love the add-on aside from that. Now, where can you find uh, candy bars? So candy bars is on Curse, just like almost every other add-on I've ever downloaded. Uh, which uh, really funny, Curse is down right now, so can't really <laughs> can't really get onto it to give any can't more see information. Shit. But once yeah. we're up, once this podcast is up, ten to one, you can go on Curse and get their oh, Curse 100%. client if you want it and, and download it. Yeah, uh, 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 and you actually don't need to download the Curse client if you don't want to. I oh. personally don't use it. Uh, there's a direct download button, which uh, just gives you the zip file. You just open the zip file, take the folder that's in the zip file, and put it in your add-ons folder, which uh, Curse can explain to you how to get there if you just uh, uh, go into the how-to section. Uh, it That's that's all the configuration you need to do to get it to run on Wildstar. It's really simple. I really don't see the need for a downloader. But hey, if you want to use it, use it. If you don't, don't. I'm lazy well, as hell, so I'm a yeah. loader. <laughs> not only like that, n- not everyone wants to ser- search around every single time they add a download. If mm-hmm. if, if you want to just sit there and click download and it goes straight into the game and you're good, the, their cursed downloader is great. I, I don't use it personally. I, I do what Krug does, which is I just uh, I download it and throw the add-on in, in the folder every single time I download a new one. I have the patience of a saint, but for some <laughs> reason when it comes to add-ons and any extraneous stuff from the game – I, I need something simple and fast, so I'm like, anytime you have a client that'll do it for me, I'm in. Now, what about okay. you, Indigo? What? I know you don't have a whole lot. There's got to be something that you're that you're using that's like, uh, I want something to. So, so you you said one, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say two different ones, and okay. I'm just gonna go over them really briefly. Uh, Junket uh, is my favorite app. Uh, I love being able to click one button and all of my junk is all over the place. Previously, I found myself uh, accidentally uh, selling off items that I wanted and having to go back to the to the buyback section and rebuy it. Uh, so junk, it's amazing. Uh, mind you, my girlfriend downloaded it and uh, she had a problem where it was actually causing her game to crash. So uh-huh. I don't, uh, I don't know really what to say about that. Uh, and the other uh, add-on I want to talk about is Fancy Pants. Uh, oh, I I love fancy what pants. is Fancy Pants? I've never heard of this. So one of the add one of the future updates that Carbine is talking about adding is uh, gear sets. Being oh, able- thank God. So basically, what costumes are now, where you can switch between costumes really easily, they're they're eventually going to talk about doing that with uh, gear sets. Now, Fancy Pants doesn't do that quite yet, but you can notify, like you can put a set of gear on and say, "This is my PVP gear," and you tell Fancy Pants, "This is my PVP gear," and you give it that name. All of your items that you're wearing will now have a little pink tag at the bottom saying PVP. You then go into your tanking stance and you put your tanking gear on. You say, this is my tanking gear. And then so what you do is if you want to easily go back and forth, you open up Fancy Pants and say, I want to go into my PvP gear. It says, hey, this is your headpiece. You right-click on it. Now you're wearing your headpiece. And it says, hey, these are your gloves. You right-click on it. Now you've got your gloves on. And it goes through each one of your items until you've got all of your PvP gear. And you can go back and forth between – I think there's like – I don't think there's a limited number, but I mean I currently use three. I have a tanking gear set. I have a PvP gear set, and I have a questing gear set. I gotta try that out because right now I'm playing more with uh, Spellsinger Healing and like I said, small grice. These are all small grice. The add-ons help with that. I don't wanna... I keep accidentally switching gear or switching gear twice and I'm like, shit, I'm in the middle of an adventure and I don't have all my insight. Why am I losing resources and my heals not that great? Fuck. 
Well, so, Krug can tell you. Uh, <laughs> I, I tell the story. <laughs> I accidentally uh, d- disabled Fancy Pants, and I went into an instance, and I thought I had all my tanking gear, and we just, I just, every single pull, like just trash mobs, I was dying on. And I'm. It like, was Storm Talon. <laughs> we were in Storm Talon. No, 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 like, no. It was it was Skullcano. I'm sorry, not Storm Talon. Skull, Skullcano, both S's. No, Storm Talon was the one where he kept getting mad at me at drawing aggro. Yep. And he's like, why the hell are you ki- – why? Stop. Just, I'm going to let you die if you don't – oh, shit. I don't have my tanking stance. Yep. <laughs> I do with, that a lot. With Storm Talon, it was hilarious because he literally died every poll. And I was like, am I – is this my fault? There's no way this can be entirely his fault. Like, he's not a bad tank. Well, and, and then Kr- and I kept asking Krug. I was like, dude, seriously, what am I doing wrong? Like, <laughs> I, I, like am I not – what what am I seriously? What am I doing differently than I'm normally doing? He's like, I really don't know. And we were having a serious conversation, and we wiped so many times. We lost people in the in the run, and then uh, yeah, I think we had a whole different group by the time I had to leave. Yeah, so Krug finally left, and we disbanded. And I go through my gear to put my PvP stuff on, and I realize that half of the gear I'm wearing is PvP. <laughs> uh, and I'm That's actually awesome. about to blow your mind right now. Did you download the update for Fancy Pants? You told me about it. I have not downloaded it yet. It's, That's it's, what I'm going to do tonight. It's great. So, for ex- you have a, a tanking and a DPS uh, action set, I presume. Yes. And uh, so when you switch between those, you obviously want to switch into that particular action sets gear. The yes. update for Fancy Pants puts uh, a little tiny bar on your, your main UI uh, that allows you to switch your action set. Not your gear, your action set. So for example, I'm in my healing set wearing my healing gear. I switch to my DPS action set. Now, right above that little bar that it adds to your window appears an icon. And that icon is, like you said, your headpiece. This is your headpiece. You can right-click on that icon and it puts it on for you. So on and so forth. The same way that the add-on normally operates. And then once you put on all your gear, it goes back to that little tiny little sliver of a bar. And whenever you need to switch again, you can just click, you know, go to the next action set and you'll be in your next action set. And then that action set's gear will come up. So it it directly links your action set with your gear. And it's amazing. It's way easier than it was before. I I really couldn't imagine them making it any easier without having it just automatically switch your gear for you. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So I'll take over from here. I mentioned it briefly in the podcast. I'm going with the big one. If you're a settler, if you are a lore hound like me, and if you are a scientist like me, you're going to love this. It's called Zen Radar. Uh, it's all four of these uh, add-ons we've been talking about and making the rounds on all the various forums, but for good reason. And Zen Radar is one of the best. What it basically does is it has a little uh, new chat window that tells you what resources are near you. I think within 2,000 meters of you. And uh, it, it you can customize it to... Uh, secret stashes. If you need a secret stash, you want to hunt through the zone for it. If you're a Datacron hunter, you, oh my god, I've been, I my path is maxed out. I want the Datacrons because they have amazing, amazing um, lore. And the lore towards the end of the game, once you really get into Drusera and the Entity, I want to spoil for you so much that I don't believe in spoilers, but I'll leave it for <laughs> now. And I'm missing Datacrons. But if you're a settler, if you're an explorer, if you're a scientist, they'll also keep track of what's near you and you get to watch all of your nodes disappear to botters in real time. <laughs> it is a thing. Of, it's like a little thing of beauty. It's awesome. But once that's dealt with, you will know what nodes you want when they're near you. What farming stuff, uh, secret stashes, like I said, uh, uncollected lore, which is really cool because the lore is great. They spent so much time and care 
writing up some amazing things both Dominion and Exile side that it really is worth your time to spend 20 minutes read some of the, the journals that drop off they're dark they're funny they're sad they're touching it's a world it's a living breathing world and the lore add-ons really give you that and by god damn it i love lore i eventually want to do an article probably or talk about it on on strange tales and bore you guys about lore of really cool people so i'm going to recommend zen radar we recommended candy bars we recommended uh what are the other two um Someone help me out Fancy Pants. Fancy Pants and... Junkie. Candy Bars. Junkie Bars. Junkie Bars, yes. Candy Bars. Junkie Bars. They are strange tested and crew approved. Uh, so yeah. go for that. Uh, this is... I'm going to start wrapping this up, guys. Uh, this is our Sounds inaugural good. podcast. I am so glad that you guys are here with me on that. It's it's really cool. I love talking to you guys in game. I love playing with you guys in game. And now we get to sell it to the masses uh, but if you want to get a hold of us, if you want to tell me to stop twerking it and I'll never stop twerking it, you can email us at strangetalesmailbag at gmail.com. I'll repeat that again. It's strangetalesmailbag at gmail.com. If you're looking to uh, share the site, it's on Podbean. Just look for Strange Tales from Outer Space. That is our new, hopefully weekly, Wildstar podcast about the game and about the lives around the game and that kind of stuff. If you want to find me directly, I'll give you a few. Go to War Ringer. It's a PvP server, so bring your bring your big boy shoes like I had to do. Uh, <laughs> you can look for Doc. There's two Docs. Fuck that other Doc because I had that original <laughs> name reserved. DOC yeah. should have been mine. You were my rival. I'll get you. But Dominion side, D-A-H-K for Doc. I'm in the guild. Crit happens. Feel free to join us. We love having people around. You can find me on Reddit. At Holomosh, H O L L O W M O S H, and same thing with Twitter, at Holomosh. I rarely use it, but now I have it up just for Strange Tales. Go for it, guys. What about you? Krug, go for it. Uh, I am in game. Uh, uh, my name is Krug, if you uh, didn't get that part. Uh, that's C R O O G on the Dominion side, Warbringer. Uh, crit happens. If you want to come play with us, please feel more than free to. Uh, and I don't have any uh, other ways of contacting me just yet, but I'm planning on making a Twitter and stuff like that, and I will uh, get those uh, names out as soon as I can. Awesome. Cool. Uh, and then I'll, I'll go. I'm uh, Indigo Jones. Uh, that's I-N-D-I-G-O-J-O-N-E-S. Wow, that was more difficult than I thought. Wow, you yes, may want to replay the last three seconds. Yep. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you just search for one of those two? But I'm Indigo Jones. Uh, Guild is Crit Happens, and uh, I, I, as well as Crew Guy, do not have anything prepared as for Twitter or anything. But uh, we'll probably set up a Facebook and uh, get a get a, a group Twitter so you guys can contact us. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So like I said, it's a new game. It's month. It's a month old. We're a community. Uh, you know, go listen to Wildstar Nation, go listen to Wildstar Prime, go listen to Strange Tales from Outer Space every single week. Share it to your friends, share it to your group, uh, guildmates. Tell us what's on your mind. Get back to us, yell at us, tell me to stop twerking because my big Cuban ass is going to keep going <laughs> until the servers are done. Uh, <laughs> so, for the end of it, for the inaugural podcast, woo! Yay! Clap, clap, yeah. clap. This is Strange Tales from Outer Space. This is the crew signing off.